everyone. Welcome to Ozonomics, a podcast created for and by students in introductory economics classes at SUNY Oswego. In this series, we'll have discussions about various economic principles and how they apply to our day-to-day lives. Are you ready? Let's go! My name is Malcolm Wettering, and I'm going to discuss antitrust laws, monopolies, their connection to one another, and the role of the government in maintaining a balance in the market. A monopoly is an enterprise which possesses exclusive control over the supply of a commodity. This means that a company has the ability to pigeonhole consumers into purchasing a good or service above the competitive equilibrium price because there are no competitors that force them to lower the cost. An antitrust law is a form of federal and state legislature which promotes fair competition for the benefits of consumers by regulating conduct. This was first developed in the late 1800s to combat monopolies such as the steel, oil, and banking industries, who became prosperous through policies such as lowered working conditions for employees. The role of the government in establishing fair trade began with the Sherman Act in 1890, which was meant to preserve free trade and unfettered competition. This was followed by the Federal Trade Commission Act, and the Clayton Act in 1914. These became the core of antitrust laws which are still in effect today. The penalties from violating the terms of the Sherman Act can be tough on both corporations and individuals, with monetary fines of $10,000,000 and $350,000 respectively, as well as up to three years in prison if convicted, but these penalties vary for each case. Any violations of the Sherman Act also violate the Federal Trade Commission Act, The Clayton Act is specifically designed to prohibit mergers that could lower competition and interlocking directorates. This occurs when members of a corporate board of directors serve on multiple boards of corporations. It is practical because this allows people in positions of power to make decisions for competing companies, which would typically be used to increase profits in some form. There is interdependence between monopolies and antitrust laws because one cannot exist without the other. Laws were put into place that would establish a balance between the producer and consumer and promote a healthy relationship. Some monopolies get their power through vertical integration, which is when they control the entire chain of supply, from the production aspect to the retail as well. This is detrimental to the businesses of other competitors who do not have control of the supply chain and lose a portion of their funds by having to go through the supply chain. Some other characteristics of monopolies are price fixing, a decline in product quality, and loss of innovation. Innovation is imperative to progression and advances over time, and this is lost when there is no competition to push producers to come up with new ideas to grab the attention of the consumers. A decline in product quality most likely occurs because if consumers had no alternative to purchase, they are going to unwillingly settle for what is provided. Regulations impact the market by increasing consumer prices since funds need to be designated to meeting certain standards in various aspects of the company providing the good. This could impact consumers who are poor because energy and food is what their limited budgets prioritize, and this is also one of the most heavily regulated aspects of the market. Consumers are also influenced by regulations through the quality of the goods they are going to purchase, the information they receive about a product, and confidence in the product supply. Some corporations today that resemble monopolies in concentrated industries include Waste Management, Google, and Monsanto. There are legal discrepancies which still allow these companies to continue producing products at a higher price due to a lack of alternatives. For example, 
Utility monopolies are allowed to exist because their prices are regulated by a government body. Competition in these areas would lead to confusion and highly undesirable social outcomes, such as license issuance for various groups where quality control is of utmost importance. Monsanto is a prime example of a company pushing a lack of alternatives because they have taken over the seed industry. Their products use all GMO seed choices, which is leading to a loss of renewable agriculture across the country. Google is a concentrated industry which remains a top-used search engine, with about 90% of online searches resulting from their website. They dominate over their competitors and make it difficult for a company to start up in their market. When left unchecked, it is natural for corporations to continuously attempt to maximize their profit. However, it is often at the expense of consumers. A deadweight loss is also created by monopolistic competition, which is the allocative inefficiency of utility that is lost. A possible loophole that companies would try to exploit include purchasing a foreign company, which holds less than $70 million in United States assets, but may be worth far more. This occurred when Google purchased Waze, a competitor for mapping software, for over $1 billion. Another example would be carried interest, which allows corporations to pay lower taxes on their income. Regulation of companies is a necessary requirement to ensure a mutualistic relationship between producers and consumers. Government intervention has proven over the past century to be beneficial compared to a laissez-faire approach, which would leave the public paying for overpriced goods and services. Antitrust laws have been in place for just over 100 years, and the same principles are in place today. This is because government control of the market is an ideal way for a third party aside from producers and consumers to be regulated with oversight. There you have it folks, on another edition of Ozonomics, where economics becomes easier for Swago students to understand, where you get your money that you pay for your tuition's worth. If you feel like being ahead of the curve, grab a seat, grab your phone, shift your fingers left and right, and download Ozonomics on the podcast app. See you later. The introduction to this podcast was provided by Kate Soans and Gabriella Schaff. Michael Kalawali provided the outro. Music by Lobo Loco. Mm-hmm.